Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the Soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the Soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the Soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J.R. Diglett. Earlier, 
We have to understand that the issue of hope and healing, a journey to wholeness, is about that platform. It's about that place where we can have this conversation. It's about that place where we can talk about the things that are so crucial and so critical inside of us making a difference. We have to be able to make that difference in a way that goes beyond just a conversation, but a conversation is a good place to start. So tonight we're talking about how can we engage. We're talking about how do we engage, how do we stop the bleeding, how do we stop the suffering behind this issue issue of domestic violence, how do we continue on and begin to reshape the legacy, reshape what we have learned, reshape that, because until we stop this cycle, until we show a better way, we're not going to see the impact that we need to see happening. I promise you, my brothers and my sisters, that until we are willing to stand up and make a difference, we're not going to see the impact that is so desperately need to be seen in this day and time. So I'm saying to you tonight that tonight is one of those shows that are open. They are open in a way that we want to have some real positive discussion about this because we, until we become our brothers and sisters keepers, we're not going to see the impact that needs to be made. So I want to definitely say to each and every one of you that we have a responsibility. That's right. That's a curse word in our society today, but we have to go there. We we must show the initiative. We must have a responsibility in making a difference. We must take that responsibility. If we're going to be all that we can be, we must take that responsibility. If we're going to see things change, we must take that responsibility. And so when we take that responsibility, that means that we are willing to go that extra step. That means that we're willing to do the extra thing. That means that we're willing to do all the things that are so important inside of changing things around us. And that is really where the scope of everything that we do about do is about affecting that type of change. It's affecting that type of change that um, that I think that affects everybody and affects every system that we deal with. And that is where we must begin inside of those systems, those systems of changes, those systems that must be changed if we're going to be the people that we need to be. You know, there's so many tragedies that are happening each and every day in our society as it relates to this issue of domestic violence. And yet and still, we must understand that inside of it, our silence only gives uh, life to this type of tragedy. And inside of that, not only does our silence give life to it, but our silence actually perpetuates this. It perpetuates this in a way that is unknown, uh, that we can't even begin to measure. So my, 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 real, um, my real plea to you tonight is that we be willing to speak out, that we be willing to stand up, that we be willing to take um, uh, the stance that we need to to eradicate <clears throat> this issue of domestic violence. And I, I think this is incumbent upon us. I think it's incumbent upon us that we become the people that we need to become in order to eradicate what's, what's happening here because until we do so, We'll continue to see the perpetuation of this type of uh, violence, this type of mindset, and which have become such a part of people's uh, lives. And it shouldn't be. It should not be that way. And until we stand up and say we refuse to allow it to be that way, 
then we're not going to see the impact. People, our future is at stake here. Our children are at stake here. There are so many people that have been influenced and impacted by this issue of domestic violence. And I'm saying all over, we're seeing it. I mean, and that's what tonight, I want to tie tonight in. It's open line, folks, but I want to tie tonight in into the fact of the historical impact of domestic violence. Yeah, that's what I said, the historical part. Because somewhere along the line, we have to understand that even now, history is being created. The historical aspect of this issue here, because someone is going to look around, and history will record. Somebody lost a mother. Someone lost a father. History will record that somebody somebody grew up being raised by an aunt because of the fact their mother was killed or their father was killed. So we have to do something that is beyond talking about it. We have to set up. We must galvanize our efforts. We must have a strategic plan, and it begins. The first part of that plan is opening our mouths. Yes, the first part of that plan is opening our mouths, not allowing silence to cripple us, but rather opening our mouths, speaking up, being that example, and basically saying no longer will we tolerate this in our community. People, until we do this, nothing changes. And that is what we want to open the line up tonight for, because it must be that type of mindset. It must be that type of uh, engagement. It must be that type of uh, uh, following to the subject matter, because until we're, until we're willing to stand up in this type of situation here, we're going to continue to see what we're seeing. You know, on just the other week, and I'm going to say this before we go into this, on the other week, a young lady here that worked at a uh, state college here was murdered by her husband, murdered there on a Sunday morning, murdered by him, uh, stabbed repeatedly, and, 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 uh, and literally, here's the individual who also called 911. Individual writes on the door and on the windows, sorry. I'm sorry. But why couldn't he have been sorry before he killed her? Why couldn't he be sorry? And as more reports are coming out, people, this is not something that just started overnight. This was something that had built over a period of time. And that's one of the things that we need to understand, folks. I want us to understand that it's imperative that we understand the warning sign, that we understand that we cannot wait until we're hit. You cannot wait until you have been hit and hurt in that aspect. You must recognize the fact that you must stand, not tomorrow, you must stand now. Because now is that that you must understand the signs and those things that happen long before it becomes physical abuse. And in most cases you will see, you will hear friends and family members saying, well, that person was abusive. Well, how do they know? Either they saw it or they were told by by the victim. Now what do we do with that? That's the question. What do we now do with that? What do we do with it? Because that is our challenge, is that we have to do something with it. And what we have to do with it goes beyond just us talking about it. It goes beyond us galvanizing our efforts. It goes to the place where we now recognize that if it's going to be, it's up to me. Oh, yes, that's what we're going to have to adopt in our mindset, that if it's going to be, if there's going to be a change, it's up to me. If there's going to be, uh, if there's going to be any type of movement, it's up to me. And we must take that responsibility from a standpoint as a community, as a people, as loved ones, as folks that really are concerned, and as people that are willing to make a difference. And that's the challenge tonight. The challenge is are we willing to go beyond where we've been? 
And we've got to be willing to do that in such a way that we know that it affects everything. And I do mean everything that we do. That is our challenge tonight, and that's what I want to do and open up these opening lines. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, and I'm your host, Pastor J.R. Thickland. Did I actually say that? Uh, actually, on this show, I hardly ever use, uh, use that title, but that's who you're hearing today, and we're looking to be joined by so many of you tonight. As a matter of fact, those of you that are joining us by way of Internet, you're at www.soulofamericaradio.com, and you simply are going over to your tab on your left, and you see Hope and Healing. Click that tab that brings us up and hit the live button, and that's where you are. If you'd like to join us tonight by way of telephone call, or you just want to listen in by phone, area code 323-784-9638. Let me slow that down again. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight. That is how you reach us. That is how you get on the air. If you'd like to email us, maybe perhaps you don't want to ask your question or have a comment on the airway, you can always email us at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J-T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. And then let's go a step beyond that tonight. Those of you that would like to and maybe perhaps follow us on our Facebook pages, here are some very important, very informative Facebook pages that I personally want you to take uh, note of. And the first page I want to tell you about is Domestic Violence. It is your business page. It is on Facebook there. Please go there. That It's a group that you can join. You will find not only statistics, you'll find research, you'll find warning signs, you'll find a publication that deals with the issue of domestic violence. That is there uh, for you. But also you'll find other things that are useful, hotline numbers, resources, that is there. And then I also want to invite you to our other page that is almost the just the antithesis of this, and this is the page that deals with uh, Destiny by Choice 2, the Roman numeral 2 Fellowship. It's a page of uplifting, inspiration, where there's positive talk and there's prayer and there's uplifting things that are going on. Every day there's always activities happening on that page. Now, that is one there that is a group that, you, uh, that you're accepted in. It's a no-drama type of a group, and I'm telling you, it's an excellent page. It's an excellent group there. As a matter of fact, folks, uh, let me just say this to you. When you go to that page there, you're going to always leave better than you came. And it's there for you. Uh, it's Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. And last but not least, as we talk about those pages, is always our Jay Thicklin page on Facebook in which you can reach us. These are ways that we want to reach out to you. These are ways that we want you to understand that we, under, we understand the power of a voice. And we must make a difference, folks. We must. Even today, many of you are listening to me today. You know of someone, a friend, a loved one, a neighbor, classmate, someone who has been affected by the issues of not only domestic violence, but issues of abandonment, rejection, loss, grief. These things happen. You know, people say, well, time heals all wounds. Mm. I'm not sure if time heals wounds. I think over passage of time, things may become a little bit more bearable. But we miss people. And when people are taken from us suddenly, it is one of the most crucial, one of the most cruel type of departures out of our lives. We feel cheated. We feel robbed. We feel that we've been manipulated. We feel that we have been uh, taken advantage of. 
And therefore, we have to understand these dynamics as it relates to the issue of domestic violence. So you listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Fickman, and I'm so very glad that you join us today. Look, email a friend, email a neighbor. Let them know that we're on the air here, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network, and right on the other side of this break, guess what? We'll be back. We'll be taking your questions and your comments, and we're going to be talking about how do we tie the historical context to this issue of domestic violence as we talk about struggles and overcoming, and, 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 and where are we inside of that when we look at the rate of domestic violence that we have. I'll see you on the other side of the break. Just an open healing, a journey to hold it. Be right back. and healing a journey to wholeness with J.R. Thicklin is coming back right after this you're listening to the soul of America Radio LLC this is the one and only soul domestic violence in her lifetime. Every year, nearly three million children witness domestic violence right in their homes. Domestic violence is most likely to occur between the hours of 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. More than 60% of domestic abuse incidents happen right at home. Survivors of domestic violence face high rates of depression, sleep disturbance, anxiety, flashbacks, and other emotional distress. If you or someone that you know is a victim of domestic violence, or if you think someone is, reach out to them. If you are a victim, reach out to somebody you can call the National Hotline right now at 1-800-799-7233. That's 1-800-799-7233. If you didn't have a chance to write that number down, call Jay Thicklin right now at 1-323-784-9638. This is the one and only, Soar. Speak to Jay right now at 323-784-9638. And now, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, continues with your host, J.R. Thicklin.
and welcome back to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, this is where you find us every Monday night. That's right, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone, 6 o'clock in the Pacific, and wherever you may be across the world, across the nation, from coast to coast. You find us right here talking about the very important subject matter of hope and healing. It's our journey to wholeness. You know, one quote that you hear me quote a lot comes from the actual way back in the 1980s. It's a quote that was made at the convening of the International Catholic Bishops Session, and it said something to this effect. It said that our family are torn by violence. Our communities are destroyed by violence. Our faith is tested by violence. It is incumbent upon us that we stand up against the violence. It was a call to arms, folks. It was a call to action. And it was saying, listen, that we all have a part inside of this because our communities do not remain the same when violence run rampant. It doesn't. And we have to understand that violence just don't spill out into the street. It all has an origin. Violence just doesn't take up its uh, legs and begin to wreak havoc inside of our uh, neighborhoods. It all has an origin, and it's hard for us to address and deal with the fact that the origins might simply be, be inside of our own homes. And it's not meant, that statement is not meant to indict, but that statement is meant to enlighten. That statement is meant to cause us to examine and understanding the impact of our behavior and the consequences of what happened when our behavior is destructive rather than constructive, when our behavior takes away rather than gives, when our behavior begins to tear down rather than build up, when our behavior is one that leaves traumatic effects and does not promote or does not, if you would, help uh, bring us to a higher plane of mind. So what we're talking about is the issue of domestic violence oftentimes has a far-reaching effect, far-reaching into the lives of one generation to the other, because we're talking about learned behavior, folks. There's not a child that comes into this world knowing how to be violent. There's not a child that enters this world knowing how to be abusive to their their partners, abusive to each other on the playground. Folks, this is learned behavior. We have an incredible opportunity. To change the cultural norms, we have an incredible responsibility to change the cultural norms. We have an incredible, incredible obligation, folks, to begin to stand up and to speak out and to begin to change the way that we've looked at things. We can no longer allow things to be status quo. Listen. Real men do not beat women. Real men do not abuse women. Real women do not abuse men. Real women do not abuse one another. And so we need to understand, folks, that when we talk about the standard that we set, that standard is rooted in the fact of how we treat one another. How do we see each other? How do we value one another? Because if I see you as a breathing, live individual that contributes to life, that has value, that have worth, it is very hard for me to objectify you and to hurt you and to treat you as if you have no feelings, as if you have no life. So it's a reality. Because all around us, someone's hurting. It's a reality. The person who may show up beside you at work, 
And they might be working, but if you look close, and sometimes they're, they're pacing, they're pacing. Sometimes they're biting their fingernails. Other times they're hiding behind makeup and sunglasses. Other times they're, they're sobbing in the middle of the day, having to find themselves going to the restroom or getting away from everyone because they're dealing with the complexity of the issue of domestic violence. The mother who feels trapped because of the fact she doesn't know how to make it. She don't know if she can make it uh, without having the income or the support or even the provision of that partner who may be the perpetrator. The mother who feels trapped because of the fact she's burnt bridges or others, she doesn't want to be judged by family members because they said things to her like, if you like it, I love it. Don't come back to us. I'm tired of helping you out. But I hope that you're listening to me tonight. Because in the midst of our impatience, we must understand that we could be a very big part of revictimizing a person who's already a victim. The reality is that it's a lot easier said than done to tell someone, why don't they just get out? It's a lot easier said than done to say, why don't you just leave? It's a lot easier said than done to say, listen, why don't you throw up your hands and say you're through? Because folks, when you're on the outside looking in, you only see what you do. But yet it's still there is still some issues when the victim is inside of this situation. Oftentimes they don't see what you see from the outside looking in. Oftentimes they don't understand the manipulation, the imprisonment, the entrapment. They don't understand it. For it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. But no degree of name-calling, no degree of isolating, no degree of marginalizing will cause a victim to gain strength or to gain direction. No degree of that will help this situation. What will help the situation is, number one, being understanding. Number two, being able to be a listening board. Number three, to be able to be non-judgmental. Number four, to be willing to help. Number five, we can really do something about this if we're willing to stand up, put our money where our mouth is, stand up and make personal commitments and promises to ourselves first and foremost, and then secondarily to our families and then our communities. There's an Ashanti proverb that says the ruin of a nation begins in the homes of its people. I believe that that is true in more ways than one, folks. Every community is built up of families. Every community is built up of family. It is comprised of family members, families that oftentimes have things in common. Whether or not they're in the same age bracket or have children the same age, we will always find commonality inside of neighborhoods, inside of communities. But our commonality must run deep. Our commonalities must run deep inside of the fact that we must recognize who we are. We must recognize the value of one another's life. We must recognize one another's worth and understand that we must eliminate things from our lives and continue to enslave us with mediocrity and continue to uh, 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 cause havoc and cause unnecessary burdens upon us. We have a responsibility. Our forefathers and foremothers charge us to be better than they were, charge us to carry the torch a little bit further, charge us to take the next leg of this relay until we reach that place where all of our children are raised in a violent free environment, where all of our children understand the fact that value is simply that. It is to be valued, to be esteemed, to be appreciated, to recognize one's worth. They're not going to find this out in school. No one's going to teach them this in school. So we have to teach them. We must understand that the class is in session each and every day of our lives. Class is in session, and we want to make sure that each and every one gets an opportunity to come sit at the desk. 
You listen to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. I am your host, J.R. Ficklin. If you'd like to reach us by way of telephone, area code 323-784-9638. That's area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. That is how you get in. If you'd like to also just write or uh, comment, email, you can email us at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's the letter J-T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N at soulofamericaradio.com. It's an incredible opportunity, people. It's an incredible opportunity to make a difference in what we do, how we do it. It's an incredible opportunity. It's an incredible opportunity to stand up and be counted. We owe this to our sons. We owe it to our daughters. We owe it to them that they do not live in this type of violent free world, that they have the opportunity to change it, that they can make it better if they're willing to go a step further. They can make the world a better place if they're willing to make the sacrifice, if they're willing to commit to being better. They can make a difference. So that is what it's all about tonight. Open line, area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. That is how you reach us tonight. I would love to hear from you. Um, and I would love to hear, uh, really, not only your stories, um, I would like to hear about, literally, what is your part? What is your part in taking this plight to the next level? You know, uh, you know uh, when we talk about taking things to the next level, we have a responsibility to history. We have a responsibility to history. Uh, uh, So I'm going to say to you tonight that we have to identify what is that responsibility. What is that responsibility? We have a responsibility. And I want to put a word out tonight, those of you that are listening to to us tonight, uh, I want to engage some men in this conversation tonight. So my brother, if you're out there listening, I need you to touch another brother. I need you to get another brother on this air. I need you to get them because I think it's crucially important. I think it's very important that we make a difference. I think it's important that we go beyond the place of complacency, but we reach into the heart of our souls that we can make a difference like never before. This is crucial. This is not something that we're playing with. This is not something that we can sit back on. This is crucial. And when we understand how crucial this is, then guess what? We're willing to make a difference. And if I can get you to be willing to make a difference, if I can get you to be willing to be an agent of change, if I can get you to be willing to go the last mile of the way, we can begin to see our neighborhoods change. We can see it change in a way that we, that, that we only have dreamed of before. But every journey, the journey of a thousand miles, begins with one step. Will you make that step tonight? Will you make that step? Somebody's listening to me right now. You are you are a victim, and everyone doesn't know you're a victim, but tonight I'm saying to you that you don't have to remain there. There is help. There is a way out. And if you're willing to allow us to hold your hand and walk out with you, that is how you do so. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight. Open lines. Uh, phone lines are open right after this commercial break. We'll be right back. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin, and I'll see you right on the other side of break right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. 
You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. You give Jay a call right now. And now, back to the show. in the world they're happening and it's because of the fact we're seeing a shifting 
the climate of violence, the climate of violence and corruption has reached an all-time high, an all-time high. So when you start talking about being grounded, when you start talking about uh, what is it that we do in order to make a difference, we've got to be willing to go beyond, go beyond the call of duty, go beyond uh, where we've been. We've got to be willing to take that next step because that next step is crucial inside of everything that we do. That next step is crucial inside of every place that we go. That next step, how do we galvanize our efforts and understand that we are our brother's keeper? We are our sister's keepers, and that is so crucial today. It is crucial as we look around because we're seeing this violence that has just raised its head. And as I said to you before, it doesn't come from out of nowhere. Folks, the ruin of a nation begins in the homes of its people. And so, therefore, we've got to take responsibility for ourselves, for our lives. There's a scripture that we all have been quoted to and have heard, train up a child in the way that they should go when they're old. Hmm. You know the rest of that. They will not depart from it. But what are we seeing today? We're not even hearing children or seeing children being trained in that way. Someone had a problem with the church and decided they're not going to train their kids that way. Someone had a problem with whoever, the chief cook and bottle maker, just decided they wasn't going to go that route. But people, we have thrown the baby out with the bath water. We have forgotten about the significance of our lives. We've forget about, forgotten about the incredible sacrifices that's been made time and time and time again. So we have to examine that. Eric code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us tonight. Eric code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight. And uh, the lines are open to you open lines as we're talking about this and historical impact and uh, historical connection and cultural context of the issue of domestic violence. When you look back over our history, why don't you hear a whole lot about it amongst us? Is it because it wasn't happening? Or is it because of the fact we were already bombarded with so many things it just kind of got swept on the rug? I do know this much, is that we must be willing to go that extra mile. We've got to be willing to go the extra mile to be the ear, the voice of reason, to be the individual that stands and say, not on my watch, that makes a promise for change. We must become those individuals because it's not going to happen simply because of the fact we think it's a good idea. It's going to happen because we dare engage ourselves, engage ourselves in efforts that will prove our being. That will prove the fact that our silence will not speak louder than our words. But we must be willing, able, and ready to step out just a little further, just a little further, just a little further. Because someone's life is extinct. Someone's daughter, someone's son, someone's life is extinct. And when we talk about those lives being extinct, we have to look at what is it that can we do what is it that we can do to make a difference? I think that's crucial. I think it's crucial that we examine what can we do to make a difference because that's where the power is, folks. We have to. We are our brothers and sisters' keepers. We are. We have to be willing to be the agent of change, the agent of change, 
the agent of change. If we're willing to be the agent of change, then guess what? We will we will foster change. We will foster change in a way that one is yet to even believe. And so that is why it's so imperative that we stand up and we stand the test of time, that we stand the test of time as far as uh, where we're going, the test of time as far as what is our part in involvement. It is so important that we're willing to be the vessels that is being used in this challenge. And so I say to you, as you're listening, area code 323-784-963, I invite your opinion. I invite your comment tonight. It is absolutely crucial, people. It is crucial. Let me share this with you. People are dying. Did, did I say that loud enough? People are dying every day dealing with the issue of domestic violence, abuse. There are people in denial. There are people who don't know what to say. There's people who are saying, look, I don't know if I'll be believed. But today it's the time that we believe you and that we extend the olive branch. And we say to you that there's help. And that help begins even right now with just simply making a phone call. Area code, 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us tonight. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland. I'd love to have you on live with us tonight. So many of you are there listening on the board, but would love to have you live with us on tonight. If you would, give uh, give someone a call, text them, tell them to tune in to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. And uh, you will find that, that it's worth your while. It is worth your while in every facet of the game. And so after this very short break, I'm going to short break here, and then we're going to come in for the the home stretch. You're listening to Hope and Healing and Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so glad you've joined us on the Soul of America Radio Network. I'll talk with you right on the other side for the break.
needing a new direction to go in in an abusive situation. That's why we're here. This is the Soul of America Radio. And now we return you to your host, Jay Nicklin. to see in the world. 
if we're willing to become that change, then we can change a lot of things around us. If we're willing to go that route, then we can change a lot of things around us simply because we're willing to do so. And if we're willing to do so and we're willing to take that chance, there's nothing good that will be withheld from us. And I believe that with all stretch of the imagination because we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to one another. We have a responsibility to each other. And so, therefore, we have to become one another's uh, keepers. I am my sister's keeper. I am my brother's keeper. And that's what we have to do. We all occupy the same planet together, and yet still we see the destruction happening. And so many of it starts in the very origin, in the roots of its people. And that is what we want to change tonight. In a very significant way tonight. Uh, the line is open, Erico, 323-784-9638. Uh, definitely, I want you to call in. It's open line. So many of you, uh, you're out there, you're listening, I want your comments, want your opinion tonight uh, will be so, so very important. So even tonight, as you listen to this commercial, we will be right back on the other side of the break. You listen to Open Healing, Dirty Holiness. This is J.R. Thickley, your host, and I'll see you on the other side of the break. Healing 
Sailing a Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and we're so very glad to have you tonight on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, every Monday night, you can catch us here at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, and always so glad to have you join us tonight. Uh, we've had a very open line, open mic tonight, as we're talking about this issue. The issue of domestic violence, where is the historical context and the uh, historical impact that history will record as, the, as, as, as it's affected our communities inside of domestic violence? Where will the greatest impact in the imprint will be when we look at how domestic violence have not only scarred and traumatized families for generations, but oftentimes has caused a great disconnect in families. Children growing up without their mothers are being made orphans too early on, a motherless so early on. Uh, as I say in my business and going forth day to day and, and meeting so many different people and over the years have talked to so many people, it is very heart-wrenching when you're talking to a couple uh, who are grandparents, who who banked on the fact that they were now empty nests, looking forward to retirement, only to have their daughter murdered, murdered by her significant other, and now they are left to raise the children. Listen, somebody said, well, you know, that's what grandparents do. But, you know, grandparents do that by generally choice, not because they're forced to because of the fact that their child is taken out of the world. But then does anyone ever consider the long-term impact on the children who understand that their mother or their father was taken out of here? They're no longer here not because they died of cancer or died of some disease, but because they died at the hands of my father or my mother, they died at the hands of, of her boyfriend or his, or his girlfriend. And so the dynamics to this is totally different. This is not like dying because of the fact of high blood pressure or stroke. This is talking about having life taken away and the questions that goes on for years and generation and the trauma and the sense of distrust and alienation, alienation and isolation. Think about the fact we see domestic violence impact people from every direction and from every walk of life, from the emergency room to the church house, from the schoolhouse. We see it happen. You know, they tell us that nearly 36% of all emergency room visits uh, from females are all domestic violence related. So could you imagine? Imagine how full that emergency room is at times, and yet still so many of those women are there because of the fact that they are experiencing domestic violence. And so, therefore, the right questions have to be even asked in the ER because of this, that the right questions have to be asked even from the first responders and the paramedics and, and the police officers. This is something, people, that we must understand that it doesn't remain silent. It is the domestic violence that have spilled into our streets. How can we expect to have civilized streets when we don't have civilized homes? How do we expect to have civilized schools and institutions when the basis at home is not civilized? So this is a cry, and this is a charge to all. It's a charge, not an indictment, but it's a charge to us all that we must take a personal responsibility. We must commit to change and be committed to living lives that are valid, free, and those that are not derogatory and tearing one down, but rather building one up. Eric code 323-784-9638. That's how you reach us. This is J.R. Thicklin. You're listening to Hope and Healing. If you'd like to have a question and a comment, please hit the number one on your keypad as you're dialing in. Eric code 323-784-9638. If you already are on the line, desire to have a question and a comment, please hit one. We would love to have your question or comment. Because I need you. I need to hear you tonight. I need to hear your 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 input about what is this 
impact us historically? When we look at the impact of domestic violence historically, how would it have set us back as a people, as a nation? And when you think about the struggles that we went through as a people, could you imagine that domestic violence possibly was even going on then? I'm quite sure it was. And yet it still it became secondary to the other parts of the struggle to make one's life better, to make your one's daughter or son's life, your children's life better than yours. And I'm so glad today that we must all take time to understand the struggle. You know, Dr. King said so many things, but I think we must understand that if we're wait, waiting for a legislative act or the stroke of a pen to change this issue of violence in our country and our nation, then we're waiting in vain because it's not the stroke of a pen. It's not the signing of a legislation necessarily, but it must be a change of hearts and change of mind. It must be some personal commitment. It must be people that are willing to stand up and speak out about it. Listen, I heard dear Dr. Ari Vernon say something the other night that I thought was powerful. He said it as it related to Dr. King and so much of what Dr. King did. He talked about the movements and demonstration. He talked about the boycott and the boycotts and the unbalanced marches and all those things that happened. But what he talked about is the fact is that there's, there had to be agitation before there was legislation. That if any time there's agitation without legislation, then all we did is had a futile effort of people gathering together. But my challenge today is that we will have legislation if we're willing to have agitation. Can we get anyone that's willing to stand up and, and agitate? We've got to agitate our lawmakers. We've got to agitate our pastors and our churches. We've got to agitate our educational system. We have to because people is crucial. Domestic violence, it is your business. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, I, yeah, I'm talking to you. It is your business. Yes, 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 with your educated self, it is your business. Yes, with your affluent self, it is your business. Yes, with your gated community living behind uh, the walls, self, it is still your responsibility. Because I'm here to tell you that even your walls will not keep out domestic violence. Only walls that will keep out the domestic violence are the walls, uh, are, are the walls that are guarded, that are guarding your mind. And yet it's still if those same walls are blocking you from seeing what's really happening, then I tell you what you have is a stumbling block. You do not have a bridge. It is crucial. We're living in a crucial hour, a crucial time, that we have to set up and acknowledge that there is no excuse for domestic violence, none whatsoever. Somebody right now, you're listening to me, whether it's your neighbor, your girlfriend, whether it's your coworker, member of your church, member of your choir, member of your sorority or, or fraternity. You know what's happening. You feel helpless because you don't know exactly what to tell them. You don't know where to tell them to look to. The 1-800-799-SAFE number, the 1-800-799-7233, the national hotline for domestic violence is always there. 1-800-799-7233, 1-800-799-SAFE. It's there. It's in other places, pastors and individuals that are willing to stand up and say, listen, I know that we have to do something about it. Understand that we have to put our money where our mouth is. It's crucial. It is crucial without a shadow of a doubt. It is crucial. And my question is, who's willing to stand? Who's willing to stand up? 
Who's willing to say that enough is enough? Who's willing to say that I will stand? Because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take someone who stands. They will stand and say, you know what? I cannot tolerate domestic violence on my block. So I stand up and I speak out. It's going to take someone to stand. To stand in a tremendous way. To stand. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That's the number you reach us. That's the number you reach us. We've got to find this place of healing, folks. Healing. Healing doesn't mean that the damage don't hurt or the damage uh, uh, never existed, but it does mean that it, that it no longer has control over you. I believe that's crucial. If it's going to be, it's up to me. That is what you must adopt as your own personal motto. If it's going to be, then it's up to me. What can I do? How can I stop it? I'm telling you, you can make a difference. Are you willing to make that difference? Are you willing to be the voice of change and a voice of reason? Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. We're at the top of the hour. It's ten o'clock p.m. on the Eastern Time Zone, and our open lines are open to you that would like to call in and uh, share your question and our comment. I'd love to hear from you. Erico three two three seven eight four nine six three eight. That is how you reach us, and we would love to have you tonight. And uh, our last break is coming up right here. And as we uh, have our last break of the night, we're going to come back. Take any questions or comments if they're there. And if not, we're going to wrap up for the night. I'll see you on the other break. This is ARC. All America Radio. To the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323 784 9638. 323-784-9638. This is Thor. Two three seven eight four nine six three eight. You give Jay a call right now. And now back to the show.
and welcome back to Open Healing, A Journey to Hold Us. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, this is where you'll find us as we address these issues of domestic violence, the issue of domestic violence, abuse, abandonment, grief, divorce, any of those things that requires healing. I don't know about you, but we need healing. Our nation needs healing. Our communities need healing. For if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. And that's what it's about. We need healing tonight, and I need you tonight to call in. I need to hear from you tonight. Surely, as much as I love this, I love uh, being here with you, I love it better when we all share inside of this tonight. Eric 323 that's the number how you reach us. Hit number one on the keypad. I would love to have your questions and our comments in on tonight. So as I get ready to wrap up and I wait on your calls tonight, there's a couple of things I do want to say I want to address here inside of it. Because one of the things I'm discovering inside of this work is that oftentimes that um, people don't know what to do. They feel helpless. They don't know how to even help the victim or don't know how to reach out for help even after a person has died or been victimized or whatever. We become guarded, even more guarded. We don't know whether to share or not share. We don't know whether to say or not say. We don't know how to do any of those things. And so even when people reach out to us, we're guarded because it's almost as if we're afraid that someone is going to judge us or blame us. People should know that. It is about making a difference where the difference needs to be made. It's about having that conversation, that conversation that only moves us to a greater place. We have to galvanize efforts. See, in many ways, when we don't come together and we just uh, act as these things are not happening, that people aren't affected. What we're, we're, it reminds me of when we go to the fair. You know, you got the little duckies or whatever that's just going, and people are shooting at them and everything. We're just waiting to be knocked off. See, it's not important to us until we've been knocked off. It's not important enough to us until someone we love has been knocked off. The people, should we love ourselves and love our communities enough to understand that when 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 your side is knocked off, mine is knocked off. When you hurt, I hurt. When you bleed, I bleed. We have a responsibility. That's right. We have a responsibility. We cannot afford to just sit around and wait. We only want to cry when it affects us directly. When we ought to be crying as a people, we ought to be crying as a nation. We ought to be crying out. We ought to be crying against. We ought to be crying, saying that no longer can we tolerate these type of things happening. What do I say to my guy? As men, what do you say to you, 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 what do you say to your boy? What do you say to your, your dog? What do you say to him when, when you know that he's abusive? How do you go about that conversation? How do you hold him accountable? Or do you say anything at all? Do you result to what I call or resort to what I call the coward's way out? Do you say, well, it's not my business. I'm not trying to get up, I'm not trying to get up in this business. Really? Tell you something. How my friends conduct themselves means a lot to me. How they conduct themselves definitely means a lot because I consider them being a reflection of myself. And if I can't rub off on them positively, I definitely don't want to risk them rubbing off on me negatively. So it goes back to ask yourself, what is your, what is your role inside of your friend's life? Where is your degree of influence? 
If your presence don't make a difference, surely your absence won't neither. So it's our responsibility. That's how you keep hearing me say that word. We have a responsibility as a people to continue to talk about this, to raise this subject, to say enough is enough, that we're not going to allow it to go on any longer like this, that we have to stand up and speak out because the next generation, I don't care how cute their names are, the next generation is going to suffer. I don't care what we name them. We can name them joy, journey, love, uh, peace, faith, patience, all those beautiful names. But until we begin to set a new standard, they will suffer at the very hands of the things that we're talking about about today because their generations is becoming early and earlier that we're seeing domestic violence and dating violence happening teen dating violence look at the amount of violence that you see everywhere YouTube full of videos people posted them all on Facebook and other social media violence just breaking out violence where girls are fighting each other beyond measure violence where we're seeing uh, just people being beaten down with no sense of consciousness people this is not normal only is only normal because we've accepted it as being normal who's going to stand who's going to stand Who's going to cry? Who's willing to make the necessary steps? Will you show up at City Hall with us? Will you show up at the mayor's office with us? Will you show up inside of reforms and symposiums with us? Will you show up at the hospitals with us? Will you show up at fraternities and sorority meetings with us? That's the real question. You heard that silence? That silence is indicative of what we see. That silence is indicative of what happens too much collectively when it comes to the issue of domestic violence. Here's our last cry. Here's our last call for the night. Here's our last appeal to you. Area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. That is how you reach us tonight. I'd love to have you on the air with us tonight. Eric 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us tonight. As we close out tonight, I want to invite you to understand something. On this Friday, it'll be Valentine's Day, a day that many people take to celebrate love and all those things that's supposed to be and celebrate each other and, you know, this is your boo. And I always say, uh, holidays a lot of time have what I call an artificial construct behind it. It's the same thing that we see happen during Christmas. I, I say this all the time. The climate and environment that is created around Christmas time, people do things that they wouldn't normally do. They, they false things. Folks have false relationships happen around that time. They break up or whatever. People do it because it's the spirit of, the, uh, of, of what we've advertised. It'll be the same thing for, for uh, Valentine's Day. People get together for many reasons, oftentimes being manipulated uh, inside of what you do for me, I'll do for you, and those type of games and things then ex- es- escalate, and we got uh, trouble and drama going on. But the reality is, people, is this. We have to learn to value life, value ourselves. To go beyond, to go beyond. We have accepted mediocrity so long that we don't know how to reject it. That is what we have to do. We have to reject it. Well, my time is going to end a little early tonight. I would love that heard from you, but until next week, 
This is J.R. Thicklin, and I ask that you join us on next week. Hope and healing a journey to wholeness. Until that time, listen. Take care.
You're listening to the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. And remember, you can catch this show every Monday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern and 8 o'clock p.m. Central. And give them a call tonight at 323-784-9638. 323-784-9638. 